0: Honest with you, I've been hanging out at Moon Tower Sports Bar, which was the home of yesterday's UTEP football with Dana Dimmel. Having a chance to check that out for the first time. And uh, man, I cut it close today. Cut it close.
1: Hey, all you have to do is be here by 4.02. You're good. We're fine. We're fine over here. 4.02, 35
0: seconds. <laughs> Waiting for that stop light over there at Mason's Sun Bowl to turn on. Yeah, that's always a lot of fun. That's, okay. the, uh, that's the beauty of all of it, right?
1: That's the one that makes your heart race. If you're, if you're like there at, at 3.57 and you're trying to make the show, yeah, I'm with you. I got a little
0: sweat going right now. I like it. Yeah. Yes.
1: You had to dash over, huh? It's the
0: most. Uh, that's the most exercise I've had in, in, in days. Good. All right. Well, listen. Uh, by the way, that's a fun place. You know, they have the outdoor patio, inside, and uh, just uh, TVs everywhere. It's a good, good, good spot. Good spot for us. And uh, happy they're on board with UTEP. Yeah. That is uh, that is terrific. So, uh, hi out there to uh, Ricardo, uh, Amanda, the whole crew out there at Moon Tower Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, happy to be uh, be uh, out there for you know a little while today.
1: Yeah, our radio station has good ties over there with the Moon Tower. First, uh, Dana Dimmel, uh, the coach's show out there right now, which I'm I'm thrilled about. I'm so fired up that they've got this rocking and going on. And then also our very own Jason Craig loves to DJ out there as well. So he's gotten some DJ gigs left and right from the Moon Tower. So, yeah, a lot of affiliations, associations on our side. Oh,
0: my goodness. You're not kidding. You are not kidding. But um, it's been, you know, I was talking about that too, Jason, uh, you know, getting ready for his big event out at Escadete. This weekend, that's going to be a lot of fun
1: Huge, huge event I'm glad whenever El Paso gets these kinds of concerts Because we need bigger concerts to come to this city And uh, the Sonder uh, Music Festival that's coming this weekend Is going to be a lot of fun
0: Sonder crew happen to be at Moon Tower they no uh, the all, all of the uh, partners and organizers of that And they're already talking about their next uh, big festival uh, next year
1: Wow, that's awesome news I love the spot that they've got uh, Scott at the park has really revamped in the last couple years And uh, that is the perfect place to watch a concert like this
0: Absolutely. Wow, what a big day it's going to be for us today.
1: Two and a half hours. Uh, it's funny.
0: We've got Jay Jaffe tomorrow along with uh, Jeff Erickson and Lee Sterling. So we're going to be loaded on Thursday. Today, however, we do have Bernie Olivas going to be joining us for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch coming up at 5. And then we've got um, coming up at 6.15, Tim Haggerty with us as well. We've got your phone lines ready to roll at 505 That's our telephone number, 505-6009. Today is also the annual uh, draft night for the Armchair Heavyweights Football Fantasy Football League, the one-night commissioner at the radio station. So, Adrian, this is, you know, I love love being commissioner of this league, but having to pre-order food, pick up, you know, beverages, dessert for everybody, I mean, you know, I feel almost like as commissioner, I go above and beyond to try and make sure that those that come to the radio station for draft night are treated like kings. I wish I had an assistant to help out. Brad, our general manager, our boss, says to me, "You know, I really would like brownies." I'm like, "What? What's wrong with cookies?" Uh, you know, um I'm in the mood for brownies. So I went out today and I specifically picked him up a uh, The biggest, like it's it's an it makes like fifty brownies and it's already pre done and it's like you know what no cookies this year for the draft they're all gonna get brownies thanks because of bread
1: nice okay okay so you got you're even getting special requests on this Uh, that's a lot for sure it is I'll be honest I've got a job
0: I got a day job I mean I'm trying to make a living here and at the same time you know um, just to make sure that the fantasy football league gets to draft and eat and drink to their you know their heart's delight. That's that's a lot of extra work piled on me. Matter of fact, you know, maybe I need the boss to help me out a little bit in some other areas just so I can handle this. Sure. That's probably what I need.
1: Yeah, I get that. Hey, um, I asked uh, one of our bosses for a lot of help today as well, and uh, and it was just so we could make this show and make the deadline for 4 o'clock. But it wasn't easy, was it? No, it definitely wasn't. Um, I'll tell you this, Steve. Uh, I like the fact that you go above and beyond for fantasy football, and when you bring out the old-school fantasy board and oh. actually have this like hand this is hand done, I think that makes it even more special. The fact that I can look at a player's name and actually touch this like player card – and then actually put it on my board in order to well, draft them. That would be the way. That is the absolute way first, to go.
0: First off, first off, first off. Okay, I don't handwrite every pick. Uh, we've got stickers. We've Printed. got we've got stickers. We have stickers. I handwrite every team name in a sharpie. That I do. So the team is all written out on a sharpie, and then I got to go ahead and deal with uh, you know with the draft, which starts online at seven o'clock. And you know what's going to happen, right? Of the 12 teams, two of them will have, uh, will have internet issues. Some will be calling me with their picks. Others will forget how to get online and draft. Those at the radio station are going to get antsy. This is what's coming tonight. This is what, this is ultimately, I mean, draft night is supposed to be fun. This will turn into draft night hell if we don't get everybody on the same page in the next three hours.
1: The worst thing about drafting a fantasy in fantasy is when someone forgets to pick. Like there, and I've been I've been the the burnt, uh, on the on the back end of this where I've been the guy who everybody is waiting on at times. But I'll tell you this: when you are doing like a sit down draft, or when you do a planned draft, and you, everybody says, "Hey, this is the time," set aside some time. Let's all knock this out in two hours. Yep. Those two hours end up being four because uh, somebody uh, ends up taking a while, and they're uh, they're not paying attention to the picks.
0: I love the fantasy football draft that starts and ends in 45 minutes
1: you've had some like that oh yeah
0: absolutely I've had those you better believe it timed online picks and everybody gets it in and they don't screw around and it's not a huge roster and we get done in less than an hour that to me is the ultimate right there
1: I've never had a fantasy draft last less than an hour. I've never so I would love to be a part of something I would actually join more fantasy leagues if I would be a part of those kinds of drafts Put
0: a family league together Get all your uh, get all your relatives together. Have them do an online draft. Don't charge. Make it a free league, and then you'll find you'll get in and out in forty five minutes.
1: Okay, I like that thirty second draft picks or something like that. Since everybody's together, I, I like these uh, this idea. Even right
0: if here. it's a two minute pick, nobody takes their a lot of time. They all they all just get done fast. They just make a pick and they're done in and out, just like that.
1: That's efficient, right there. I appreciate when somebody does uh, NFL drafts like this for fantasy.
0: I'm happy. I'm uh, I'm ready to go though. It's going to be a good day today. Good show. Excited about what we're going to be talking about here on Sports Talk today. Looking forward to jump those phone lines at 505-6009. That is our telephone number, 505-6009. Gets you right on in and through to Sports Talk today. You can also tweet the show at 600 es pass So it thanks to First American Bank. You can also um, chat with us while listening on our free mobile app, which is another great way to connect here on sports talk. so yes, a lot of things, a lot of good things happening and uh, would love to get the conversation started with you here on the program today because again it's it's Wednesday it's the middle of the week. Uh, you know the Mexico State boarded that flight to uh, Minnesota this morning they're playing tomorrow night. Um, on the Big Ten Network against the Golden Gophers.
1: That's exactly right. Should be a real interesting game. A lot of ties between, of course, Jerry Kill and that Minnesota football program. And for the Aggies, liked how they came out against Nevada. They have this game against New Mexico. Uh, excuse me, against Minnesota, and then a little bit of a break until UTEP next Saturday. So uh, the Aggies will be well rested ahead of that Battle of I-10 matchup next Saturday. And uh, for both the teams, for New Mexico State going up against Minnesota, Power Five team. UTEP going up against Oklahoma, a Power Five. Team, I'm already looking to next week. I'm getting ready for Battle of I-10.
0: Yeah, I think everybody is right, right, right where you are right now. Although, hey, I would love to see you know the miners compete against Oklahoma and make it interesting at least for a little while. Just like I'd love to see New Mexico State show up against uh, Minnesota. You don't think Jerry Kill is going to fire up his team for that one? Oh my goodness, that is going to be insane. You know Kill is not going to want to show back up to the place where he coached and be humiliated on uh, the Big Ten Network.
1: Yeah, I remember how we saw UTEP run those gimmicky plays on Saturday against North Texas. I could see Jerry Kill opening up into his bag of tricks and, and coming up with some gimmick plays for this one because why not against a team that you have a lot of ties against, a, a team that, hey, you know, you know, know, it's going to be an interesting, um, I, I guess, re, uh, reunion for Jerry Kill to head back over to Minnesota uh, for all this, all, all those things. Uh, you know to keep in mind that makes this one real exciting to see how it's going to uh, turn out and uh, also makes me look forward to watching NmSU to see if they pull some bags of tricks uh mm-hmm. you know and see what they could do in this game
0: Uh, Thoughts on the uh, lead story today. Nicole Auerbach had this on The Athletic uh, less than an hour ago about the transfer windows approved by the NCAA uh, Division I Board of Directors. Uh, This is going to be for fall sports, winter sports, and spring sports. So now they're going to be putting transfer windows together 45 days for football which begins the day after the college football playoff field is announced then you'll also get one for another 15 days in the middle of may that's going to be happening basketball players are going to get a 60 day window beginning the day after the championship selections are made in their sport And then spring sport athletes will have a window from the 1st to the 15th of December and another 45-day window that begins the day after championship selections are made in their sport. So really, we're talking 60 days in total, which means that athletes who transfer will also now be guaranteed financial aid at their new school through graduation. The board said all rules changes are effective immediately. Now, here's my question, okay? I wonder, number one, um, will this reduce the number of transfers or just make it an insane amount of players that will hit the portal during those windows? Because if you only have 45 to 60 days to transfer, just imagine how busy each day will be as probably – Hundreds of players start to enter the portal.
1: I feel like the number will always continue to rise, which is a, you know, that's a bad thing in itself, right? But at least they're putting some kind of rules on this, Steve. I I think a lot of fans uh, can't stand the transfer portal. If you are a Power 5 fan, uh, a fan of a Power 5 school, yeah, sure, you might um, like the transfer portal because your school has reaped the benefits of it. Look at uh, USC fans. They're real excited because Lincoln Riley rebuilt that program right away, pretty much uh, took the entire open. Oklahoma team that he liked, like Caleb Williams, Mm -hmm. and ended up with that team. But just like that USC team, they were somebody who got the wide receiver uh, Jordan Addison out of Pitt real late into the transfer portal process, like late in the offseason, where Pitt thought that they had him after spring ball and that there was no issues going to happen with him staying around uh, with Pitt. Instead, he goes to USC very late in the offseason. That's what this will help prevent, those unexpected transfer portal pop-ups, which I think really hurt teams. If you're a team right there in a Power Five school and you need a linebacker right away, who are you going to call? The most productive, uh, you know, Power uh, Group of Five uh, linebacker, and offer him all these deals and incentives uh, during that process.
0: Much easier to plan your roster when you know after a certain date who's going to stay and who's going to go. I agree with you there. The worst is when you have ultimately a 12-month transfer window and players can come and go as they please whenever they want. That would make your lives miserable, and at least you won't see that here now as far as transfers go. What I'm interested in, though, is if, if somebody, let's just say, is, is wanting to transfer during the season. What happens then? Do they just wait until the season is over and they have to stick it out? How do, they, how do they do that? What happens then?
1: Yeah, great question. I was wondering about that too. Apparently, according to this new rule, um, there will be exceptions that the NCAA can continue to monitor, like these waiver exceptions that could go through uh, within all these different players. So let's say you're a team where your coach gets fired in the middle of the season and you think, well, why am I going to finish out this year? I'm going to enter the transfer portal. So that that can still happen under this rule right there. There's also windows for athletes, uh, for exception, who have experienced changes or have had athletics financial aid reduced, canceled, or not renewed. So let's say you're a scholarship player who is not going to be a scholarship player next year. We see this a lot in basketball. That's another re- uh, another way that a, a transfer player can leave the, the school kind of e- yep. in the middle of a season or something like that.
0: I'm with you on that one. Anyway, um, we've got a lot in store for you on the show today. All right, 16 past the hour. If you want to talk about the transfer portal, you want to talk about UTEP, Oklahoma, NMSU, Minnesota, baseball, and NBA. How about what the Knicks did yesterday by uh, giving the contract to R.J. Barrett They've essentially eliminated trying to get Donovan Mitchell unless the two teams completely reworked the trade package. Knicks got tired of Danny Ainge and finally decided, you know what, we're not going to do this anymore. And I was more, I was more shocked when I heard that R.J. Barrett was part of the centerpiece and Ainge didn't get enough draft picks in return. That to me is insanity. Um, you look, and I think he was trying to hold the Knicks hostage, and the Knicks said, you know what. We'd love Donovan Mitchell, but we're not going to just forfeit our entire franchise for this guy.
1: Yeah, it's not worth it for Donovan Mitchell. He's somebody who has proven in the early rounds of the playoffs that he could be a knockdown scorer and stuff like that, but he has some problems on defense. That's where I have question marks for Donovan Mitchell. I'm not ready to mortgage my entire franchise for Donovan Mitchell, and i just signed Jalen Brunson if I was the New York Knicks right there. I'll put Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett together, and I'll wait for the next superstar who's disgruntled or just wait out this process with Donovan Mitchell Utah will get desperate and they'll they'll be ready to trade.
0: Hey, if Danny Ainge really turned down um RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier and five number one picks including two unprotected uh for Donovan Mitchell, he's out of his mind.
1: That's a huge haul right there that he could have capitalized on for Utah. That's just uh if yeah. he if he did that it's totally irresponsible.
0: Anyways, we got a lot of topics to talk about, a lot of different things happening on the program today. 18 Pass, good to have you with us. Let's get it started right. Phone lines open as we head to Charlie 1 and get our first traffic update of our Wednesday commute. Uh, Charlie, how are we looking today? Playing crippled against New Mexico State. I understand that. But from the player's standpoint, they come to a college to play Division I football for these kind of matchups. Adrian, this is what they want They want the national stage. They want to showcase themselves because these, let me tell you something, the UTEP players don't think they're going to get slaughtered on Saturday. They think they're going to compete and have a chance to win. They all do. So you know what? They want their shot, which you give them. Now, the question will be how soon if the game gets out of hand, will the UTEP coaches take the starters out? And bring in the second uh, or third stringers to get some experience against the Sooners. That I understand. But when that game kicks off, you got to send your best out there hope for the best, and hope that those guys are so amped up that they come ready to play and uh, and, and at least make Oklahoma have to rethink UTEP for, for a little while as that game gets going out there in Norman.
1: The right question is how long until the starters get pulled out against Oklahoma, not what, like why even play the starters against Oklahoma? Because having that mindset right there is such a loser mentality, right? You're going in with complacency. You're going in accepting that the minors are going to lose this game. Uh, and that's not the way that you want to go about something like this. UTEP has so mu- much to gain in, a, in something like this where they can, A, show up on national TV and really su- surprise a lot of people. B, it's great for recruiting because mm-hmm. you get to tell all these prospects, hey, tune on uh, Fox. We're going to be on national television. And C, Like you said earlier, and and to preface everything, some of these guys will never get a chance to play a ranked team and a top 10 team like this again. Praise the Mayhulay, Gavin Hardison. You look at some of the seniors across the team, like Jadrian Taylor. This is their time, Ronald Awat. this is their time to go up against a a powerhouse right here in Oklahoma and at least show up what they could do. And and if they don't come out of the plane, then it's going to reflect on national television and it's going to be embarrassing. No one wants to see that.
0: Exactly. And people play college football for this. This is the reason. This is what they want want they want to go in there and make an impression okay they're not worried about getting hurt they're worried about getting in there uh thumping somebody and having you know the rest of the college football world say wow look what UTEP's doing Remember, this is national television national tv on on uh, on Fox and that's what a lot of these uh, football players are, or that's their mindset going into Saturday's game
1: Think about a highly regarded Group of Five team, like a Boise State, like a BYU. Those teams go into Power Five uh, school, like uh, you know environments, expecting to make it a great game and expecting to try to upset those teams. Why can't UTEP turn into a program like that and flip the script and, and really change that narrative to show that they're out there and they want to compete against the best teams out there? Why that that's the point where UTEP is trying to get to.
0: Let's go to Ryan as we start the program off today. Um, again, 505-6009 here on Sports Talk. Uh, Ryan, welcome aboard. Thanks for leading us off. Uh, first up, how are you? It's good
2: to talk to you, my friend. I'm doing great. Just uh, heading back out to El Paso after some rehearsals, heading back to Tucson. Um, but you hey, were... I, uh, wait, I thought, playing... you were,
0: I thought you were supposed to stop by the show.
2: Well, yeah, next, uh, next couple of weeks. Okay, we'll
0: okay, that. all right, that's fine. Yeah, that's I fine. mean,
2: the show's, you know, the show's... Uh, What is the show there? The
0: 18th, so the week before I'll be in town. We'll make that happen. Uh, Fair enough. By the way, uh, Ryan, uh, I'm happy you're you're back with us. And uh, again, this is uh, Little Kings, uh, Ryan Rosoff, who's calling us on the program right now. And I've already given you the invite, so you know the radio station is yours when you're ready for it. So uh, we're looking forward to having you uh, in the studio. Just bring a guitar and uh, play some music for us in addition to talking some sports.
2: Definitely can do all of those things. I, uh, Good. You were playing Rush as your as your bed music leading in, so I figured I'd probably give you a call. That was my uh, – it's like you sent up the beacon, Steve, so here I am. Um, Thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit, a little bit of college, a little bit NFL, maybe a little Major League Baseball, try and snap it all in so uh, I don't suck up your entire hour. But first of all, obviously was super disappointed watching from afar – um, as the results were rolling in um, on GameCast on ESPN, watching the UTEP game, I just uh, you know I had a good advice that plus one and a half was a was a good number to take. Steve, I don't know uh, I don't know where I got that information, but uh, suffice to say, it was not good information. No, um, it so,
0: wasn't. It wasn't. But that same individual that told you to take it probably said jump on the thirty one for Oklahoma, right?
2: He, I, I didn't actually get that far into oh, it. Uh, I didn't okay. get that piece of information. But uh, you know, yeah, it's neither here nor there. I'm looking forward to. Uh, University of Arizona, which is my other alma mater. They've uh, they're kicking off in San Diego State this weekend, and obviously we pilfered uh, a nice player from you guys. And and actually things are looking up. We, know we only won one game out there in Tucson last year, so. Uh got a quarterback finally, which was certainly the big problem one of the big problems last year. Um, you know, we got Jaden Delora from Washington State who yep. was uh who had an excellent season in the Pac Ten and Noah Fafita was also one of the recruits out there. So uh I don't know how much you follow the U of A through your brothers or whatever, but uh certainly things are looking better in year two for Jed Fish and uh it's nice to have a member of the tribe as one as one of the coaches, uh, you know, one of one of, as the head coach. So, uh, you know, looking for a, looking for a better season than than just one win this year. For
0: sure. I'm interested to see if Arizona winds up in the Big Twelve in a couple of years.
2: You know, I think it's certainly going to be a package deal with Arizona State. I think also it's going to, you know, large part uh, it's going to depend on what happens with Washington and Oregon.
0: Certainly, mm-hmm.
1: you know, there's
2: been a lot, a lot of talk about the Big Ten sucking those two guys up, and and I know uh, I was up in Seattle uh, actually visiting family when all that was kind of going down with SC and UCLA, and and I think Washington's a little bit concerned about what's going to happen, you know, in general. So I think if you see Oregon and Washington make the move to the Big Ten in the next two years, I think you see Arizona State, Arizona, uh, Colorado and also Utah probably make make the move to the Big 12, and and I think that's probably where they'll end up for the foreseeable future.
0: I think that's pretty accurate there. I do.
2: Yeah. The other thing I wanted to get in, uh, uh, I know you know I'm a Mariners fan and a long-suffering 46-year Mariner fan, and uh, I think this is finally the year, Steve, where you're going to see the Mariners uh, after a 21-year absence sneak uh, sneak into the playoffs especially since there's that third wild card we're we're hoping we get in but boy that bullpen is deep that starting pitching is deep they've got some good young talent mitch Haniger's hitting the hitting the cover off the ball of course julio rodriguez um i think you've got uh, i think you've got a really good mariner team that actually if they get in has a chance to do some damage in the playoffs so i don't know how much you're following american league baseball you know with your allegiances but uh the m's are looking good buddy finally
0: I like them. I mean, look, you probably have Rays, Jays, and M's all get in if it ended today as wild card teams. And I'm excited to see what the Mariners can do in the postseason. It's been a while since they've been around, like Ichiro the last time. So this is a new group. I love Andres Munoz, who they acquired from San Diego after the Tommy John surgery. He's been good in the bullpen. And, yeah, I definitely think uh, this, this can be fun. And for guys like Marco Gonzalez, who's been through the wars over the last few years and all those lean years, good to see guys like him get to reap the benefits.
2: 21 years is a long time, Steve, to not be in a playoff game. And uh, that fan base up there is extremely loyal and dedicated. It's, of course, it's a Seahawks town, but honestly, you know, having grown up there in the 70s and the 80s and going to more than my fair share of games in the kingdom, it's a baseball town first and foremost. And if they do happen to sneak in and, and do a little damage, that, uh, that city's nuts for their baseball team too, too. So Ooh. I'm really hopeful that, uh, that they sneak in. And of course, the last thing i got to talk about um, – well, you know what the last thing I got to talk about is, and it's not our first-round draft pick who was waived uh, yesterday, our first-round draft pick from 2021. It's uh, it's the fact that the Raiders finally have what I would consider to be a top four or five offense in the NFL. And if this team can't do damage with, uh, you know, with Carr at the helm, with Josh McDaniel's calm plays, and then, you know, with uh, Devontae Adams and Waller and Renfro and Jacobs and Foster Moreau, the backup tight end, and Mac Collins from Miami, that's a stacked offense, Steve, and I, I just uh, – I feel like maybe it's finally our time. I mean, I've said that before, but I think I actually really believe myself this time.
0: It's the best division in football, and the problem is is that you probably can't send four teams to the playoffs, so who would be the team that doesn't get in? Let's just say you have a division winner and two more wild cards out of the West. Who's going to be the odd man out? Because Denver's now got Russell Wilson, the Chargers I still like, and you've got Kansas City. It is such a powerhouse. They're going to beat each other up. I think it's going to be terrific football to watch.
2: I think the Chargers are, you know, a fraud until further notice. They can't win big games. They tend to choke down the stretch. As good as Justin Herbert has been, I don't see, you know, I mean, he 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 didn't win that last game against the Raiders to get them in. He was just hoping for a tie at the end of that game. And as far as Russell Wilson is concerned, there's a reason they let him walk at Seattle, Steve. I I, I know injuries have been an issue up there for years. I know offensive line has been an issue for years with that team. But I think Russell Wilson's best years are behind them. He tends to get injured down the stretch and not play nearly as well in the last six or seven games of the season. And the Broncos have just been flat out bad for the last few years. And so until further notice, Kansas City is the team to beat. Whether or not Tyree Kill there is not, they have the best what I consider to be the best player in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes um, you know, leading it and, and probably the best coach, if not the second best coach, you know, next to Belichick. So the Chiefs are still the team to beat, but I like McDaniels' second run as a head coach quite a bit older than he was. I think he's 46 now. So he's hopefully has, you know, learned a little bit of humility. Certainly is responsible for a big part of, uh, you know, five Super Bowls that they won in New England as a play caller there. And, you know, hopefully he and Carr can find some of the synergy that, you know, that was missing with Gruden and, and lead that offense to the playoffs. And who knows, you know, in the AFC, uh, you know, you get into the, you get into the dance in the AFC and, and anything can happen. And God forbid, we should get a home game up in Vegas. That would be, you know, the absolute insanity. So hope springs eternal. I saw your I think your Jets picked up Alex Leatherwood. Good luck with him. Hopefully, uh hopefully you guys can develop him into a backup guard or something like that. Cause it's certainly not going to be anything more than that.
0: The uh, Bears picked up Leatherwood, not the Jets. Oh, ah, the, the Bears. Bears.
2: Okay, so, so yes. the so the Jets avoided avoided, yes. avoided the poison.
0: Yes, I mean, they avoided that's uh, exactly they avoided the poison. Listen, good job. You got everything in. I was impressed. Uh come back and see me in the studio next time you're in town and appreciate the call as always, Ryan. Good to hear from you.
2: See you in a couple weeks, buddy. Take care of yourself and fan
0: too. You, too. That's Ryan joining us, 36 past. Here's what we're going to do. We'll take the break for Sports Center right now. Then we'll take the timeout. Come back with more in a moment following uh, Adrian and ABC 7 News with Charlie One here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Scorpion Man from our friends uh, X-1 as we welcome you back to the show. 46 now past the hour here on Sports Talk. Our phone number is 505-6009. If you are looking for... That perfect individual to help buy or sell your home, and you want a team working for you. Here's the team you need: Brian Birds of the Brian Birds Home Selling Team, powered by EXP Realty. And you want to know why? Results. They get you results. In fact, to achieve top dollar, you need that agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price. That is what Brian Birds and his team will do for you every single time. And if you don't believe me, you can believe Rosalind. You know, Rosalind was moving out of town, so she needed to sell her West Side home. So she chose Brian and his team to list the home because they helped her buy the home in the past. And Rosalind was very happy at how everything went. We tell you about all the bumps in the road when you're selling a house, and you know what? That happened to Rosalind. But Brian's team knew exactly how to handle each obstacle, so she didn't have to worry about a thing. That home sold quickly. $490,000 Thanks to Brian Birds and his team. You know, he can guarantee to sell your home for a price and deadline you both agree to, or he'll buy it himself. That gives you a chance to make an offer on another home without fear of ending up with two mortgages. So call the official real estate agent of UTEP, El Paso Locomotive FC and the Rhinos, the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. He's Brian Birds. Call him today. Hey,
3: El Paso, have you
2: heard? To sell your home.
0: That phone number seven five one fifteen hundred. You can also Google Brian Birds B U R D S and start packing. He might have that. Could be where it uh, that could be where it is. Little King, they're getting ready for their twenty fifth anniversary show, and uh, Ryan's going to come in and uh, play some songs for us. He's a big big sports fan, longtime friend of mine, and friend of the station. We've we've played his music as our intros before, so. He's uh, he's good, and we're excited about having him back when he comes into town in a couple of weeks before he gets ready to uh, to have his big his big twenty fifth anniversary show.
1: We need to have him back in the rotation, Steve. That's that's what I'm hearing right now.
0: I gotta find that song we used to play years ago from Ryan. I'll, I'll look for. it. I'll see if we can find it. It was a good. It was a rocking song, man. Nice. Okay. So we we only play good tunes, though. We we look, we have good taste, right? We do. We have great taste here on Sports Talk when it comes to uh, comes to music, and that's important because you have to have great taste. Otherwise, uh, what you know, it's it wouldn't work. So yeah, you got to have that. Hey, speaking of great taste, we got great taste when it comes to movie reviews. Adrian's got it for us, and he's going to break down. Another classic uh, cinematic film on our movie reviews. What are you going to be talking about today?
1: This is a fun one, Steve. On the lines of Clint Eastwood, Every Which Way But Loose. Oh, one of the greats. You know what, Steve? Real quick, before I jump into this, I was so surprised to see how many people hated this film. And I loved it. I loved it. I really did.
0: I uh, was a kid when this movie came out, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. But then again, when you see an orangutan punching people out as a kid, you think that's the funniest thing you've ever seen.
1: I'm, a, I'm with you. Uh, Philo, he's a truck driver, and he's living with his orangutan named Clyde. Orville is his brother, and Philo is a hustler in bare-knuckle fighting. Now, Steve, we need more bare-knuckle fighting movies. We've only had this one and Fight Club. I think those are the only two that I can think of off the top of the head. Can you think of any others? No, that could be it. Um, That could be it. Tank Murdoch is the legend that everybody talks about, and some compare him to Philo. Well, Philo falls for Lynn, who is a country singer. Uh, they have a good relationship to start things off. But then she and the camper that she had at the trailer park disappear. So what Philo thinks, well, let's let's go over to Denver where she uh, is actually from. Well, Fi- Philo fights these uh, biker gang members from the Black Widows. One of my favorite scenes is they're in the diner. And they're showing him his tattoo. And, and uh, the brother Orville is just keep, keeps saying like wise things like, you see this? The, one of the Black Widow guys says, you see this? And he says, what a tattoo? too and so he's just he's just going back and forth with them left and right uh then they have uh, little altercations with uh the cop putnam um black widow gang they chase after philo and of course um he keeps earning money by booking fights left and right so he's getting change uh here and there getting cash because he keeps winning these fights again bare knuckle fighter um his brother Orville finds love in a woman named Echo. She helps them demand money when one money, when one guy was trying to hold on to the money after a fight. Well, throughout this film, they find out that Lynn, you know, Lynn and Philo aren't really meant to be. Uh, Lynn, in fact, uh, just wanted Philo for a little bit. She just liked him kind of for a cup of tea. And uh, that was it. She, she didn't want a serious relationship with Philo. He was taking it to a whole other level. And I think he was a little bummed out for uh, with this at the end. So, He ends up learning that Tank Murdoch, who is based in Denver in that area, is ready to retire after one more good fight. Well, Orville makes the arrangement. Philo faces his nemesis. And during this fight, the crowd, who is pro-Murdoch, begins to insult Murdoch at the end. And Philo uh, was supposed to be the next guy. Philo lets his guard down kind of on purpose. Murdoch then ends up getting that clear shot, knocks him out for the count. Murdoch, who has gotten all the crowds, you know they 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 respect him at that point, mm-hmm. and I think that was the the big key at the end. Uh, so all's well that ends well in that one. Uh, not necessarily a uh, happy happy ending, but it's a, it's a good ending. And I love Clive throughout this film. The orangutan is fantastic. In fact, Steve, this one this one is uh, hilarious. So, according to the book, Clint Eastwood's Hollywood loner. Eastwood called Clyde the Orangutan one of the most natural actors he ever worked with, but you had to get to know him on the first take because his boredom level was very limited.
0: Ah, interesting. So yeah, first take was key.
1: Manus the Orangutan, who played, of course, Clyde, once got upset and grabbed Clint Eastwood while he was driving the truck. The apes trainers were able to calm Manis down by speaking to him over the two-way radio. So how about that? Wow. So they had these like cues that would actually calm Manis down. That's
0: so interesting. Can all the you...
1: all the truck driving, all those scenes were legit.
0: Can you imagine though you're driving and the orangutan takes over the wheel? That'd be scary.
1: That would be very scary. Yeah. In fact, um, this one, I, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, this one did not do well um, as far as critics. Everybody hated this one when it first came out. However, when you adjust this one for inflation, this is the biggest hit of Clint Eastwood's career. Wow. This is the first movie ever to earn $10 million or more in its opening weekend. Interesting. How many bananas you give it? Oh, I'm giving this one a lot of bananas because of Clyde. So uh, 8 out of 10 bananas for me, Every Which Way But Loose, Uh, Sorry to the haters. I liked it.
0: Me too. So I'm happy you reviewed that. Good for you. And if you've never seen any which way but loose, you need to check that. 1978, for those of you wondering. All right. Hour one in the books. When we come back, Bernie Olivas, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch. It's coming up next. 600 ES Piano Paso. That means, yep, our Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch. By the way. Uh, they, we've got. Uh, I'm so excited. We got Bernie back with us uh, for another go round. This is going to be fun this week. We are ramped up, ready to go. This will be our first week actually of our uh, Chick Fil A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum contest, which is free to play by the way. It's sunbowl.org. You can do that. 13 weekly winners will win uh, a pair of 2022 Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl tickets and automatically advance to Championship Week. Where they predict the winners of each of the college football conference championship games, the contestant with the most points will win two premium section tickets to the 2022 Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, one parking pass, plus additional items from Chick Fil A. So uh, you got uh, some terrific stuff. I'm just excited about having the contest back and and ready to rock today, Bernie.
3: Spent a lot of time making my selections today.
0: We got a you know
3: we've got this thing going, and I'm gonna I'm gonna win it this year. Oh, why you're calling you calling your shot? we have never none of us not three of no, us oh never have never come close
0: well we have, we've come close we, eh, we've, we've come been close. Listen, 9 of right? 10 i think i've once tied for the win i just lost the tie break but i've been i have tied the winner and I'm usually uh, when I'm good, I'm usually like one off. So the winner's either going to go ten out of ten, and I'll go nine out of ten, or the winner goes nine, and I go eight, or something like that. But I mean, you've been close
3: before, haven't you? You know what they say about number
0: two? That's the first loser. Boy, <laughs> tough, gotta, car- is gotta, this gotta, tough growing up in win. the Olivas household. That's you imagine it, that's exactly you right. finish second? Uh, sorry, kiddo, uh, you're the first loser. Go back, uh, go back and try it again. That'd be tough, man.
3: <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we've come close. <laughs> You know we've come close, but uh, we have never, never, hit, never hit the jackpot. I know we haven't. And just to let everybody know, obviously we are ineligible for the prizes. But speak we want, for yourself. I want to I win, wanna wanna win. No, 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 no. But we, but we got to win it. One of us has yeah. to win it. And now we, we had that. I new... mean ineligible. I play every week. I play every week, and I've spent some time.
0: Well, making you work for so Tony legends. the Tiger Sunball. I know you're That's the executive director. Win. We don't. We just host the show with you. We're good. Adrian, did you did you know we're not eligible to win this? I mean, I, I'm I, heartbroken. Me Bernie. too. Me too.
1: But if you ain't first, you're last. So I'm with you on that, Bernie. Yep. I'm going to side with you on this because uh, I'm going for it all. I want the tiebreaker too.
3: I'll confer with 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 a, with a committee, our staff, and see if we'll let you guys be eligible to win one of these prizes.
0: Well, I hope so. One of these days. I mean, it's not like listen. It's not like making us eligible is going to change anything. We haven't won in the five years we've tried this contest, so it's not exactly like we're going to try. But listen, here's the thing, okay? You get it, you get hundreds of people playing this every week, hundreds. And you get some repeat winners. It's amazing how good some of these uh some of these individuals are at picking games. Oh, there's some people that, that are close to the top every single week. Yes, they should be basically in Vegas doing their own uh, I, I their, their own service because they're they're their money. It's I, unbelievable. I totally agree with that. There are some good people out there. I with you. And I think I
3: you know, I kind of study everything the week before and I look afterwards to see where yeah. ACC and the Pac12 are in. I think I'm doing a
0: good job, but holy cow. I know it. I'm with you. I am with you completely. Uh, meanwhile, here we are. We've got uh, – and, and we're going to do things fun this week but because um, we're going to give away trivia. We'll do that. We're going to preview all the matchups. But we've got – we've got. Uh, you know what I like about this first week for the Chick-fil-A uh, uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest? I like the fact that you've got games from everywhere, not just the ACC and the Pac-12. You went Big Ten. Uh, you went Mountain West. You went uh, some different. You you went um, you know other other conferences to try and, and and play ACC. You know you got of course in Pac twelve, but you've uh, I think you even sprinkled in some SEC games as well. That's gonna be fun.
3: Well, like I said, not everybody not everybody is playing this week, and we know we like to stay with the Pac twelve and the, with the Pac twelve and the ACC. But uh, they're having a lot of you know non conference games, so that's where we went with some we went some with some good ones this year. You know we'd we try to get five Pac twelve teams, five ACC teams. Cause there that's, you go. That's who's coming to our, you know, to our game. You know, I used to, you know, I used to get the question asked, well, who's coming to the Sun Bowl before the season starts? And I used to say, I don't know. I can I tell know. you one thing. No, it's going to be an, a Pac-12 against an ACC team. And now I can't even say that because last year we didn't get an ACC team. That's but, exactly right. But, uh, but no, we'll, we'll, we will have a Pac-12, an ACC team this year. We're looking forward to two good conferences. Right. And uh, some pretty good football teams.
0: We had two games played last week in the ACC. Florida State beat Duquesne 47-7. to And then also uh, North Carolina beat uh, Florida A&M 56-24. So pretty those were the two games. Yes, abso- absolutely agree with you. Although, Florida A&M gave a nice little fight in that game. Believe it or not, that was... Thirty-five twenty-four going into the fourth quarter. Absolutely, before North Carolina scored twenty-one uh, straight to, to wrap that That's one. That's right.
3: Up. Jay Pritchard, our marketing director, and I were talking about that. That uh, you know they they stayed with them they for did. a long,
0: long time. Yeah, I was impressed with uh, Florida A and M in that one, hanging tough, and you know, and then the final score, obviously, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not indicative of how close that game is. I think that's the kind of performance the miners are hoping for, uh, fans for for the Oklahoma game this week. They want to see UTEP hanging around for two, three quarters, and and be within striking distance, no matter what the final score is. Show that your your team can get out there and compete. You know, and I
3: think they can. You know, they, this last week, unfortunately, they lost, but you know, they had chances. They could have jumped out to a large, to to a big lead. And, and just couldn't put the ball across the goal line, and then and then North Texas kind of, kind of took over. But I think if they had scored early when they had the opportunity, I think it would have been a totally different outcome. So um, you know, hopefully they'll fix those mistakes, and then and you know give the Sooners all they can all they can handle.
0: What was it like for you seeing the Sun Bowl full? Uh, since you see it normally for the Sun Bowl game itself, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, but we haven't seen it for a long time for UTEP. Oh, it was great to see that. Uh,
3: it, and I, I, as I stated, I hope you know we we start the season with a, with a uh, sold out Sun Bowl and end the season with a Sun Bowl, the sold out Sun Bowl. It looked awesome. Uh, and it was unfortunate that it was delayed you know, because of the lightning, but yep. you know that safety safety's first, but uh, it was still a tremendous crowd, and they were into it and again, you know our, our miners had a, had a good opportunity to, to jump out ahead and to make a couple of mistakes
0: and uh, and, and couldn 't pull it off but i i I think I was pretty impressed I was too in um, you know the crowd I thought was great, they were in it, it started making me think about something, okay, and you would have a better answer to this than me has the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl football game, ever in its history, been played at night?
3: Not that I can remember. You know, for a long time, all of college football was played, you know, on on in the day the Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. And ever since I've been going, you know, I've been, I've gone to a lot of Tony the Tiger Sun Bowls. You know, I'm I've been around for for a while. Yes, and you I, have. It's every one of them has been in the in you know in the day. And a lot of the reasons, you know. It can get pretty chilly in December it can. In, the, in the evening, and uh, so playing at at, at noon, uh, I think it's the best for everybody involved. Oh, I'm
0: not going to disagree, but I just started wondering, like I I said, you know what? All these years, eighty something games, have we ever had a night game before? I
3: don't believe so. I guess the first three games were played at uh, El Paso High School, mm-hmm. and then from. Uh, thirty nine to sixty two they were played at Kitfield right and then in sixty three to the present and I was played in the, in, in the current Sumbo stadium, and I don't believe any of them have ever been at night.
0: Uh, Plus, with the CBS contract uh, and primetime programming uh, in the month of December, like we always see, no matter what day it is, it would be so difficult to move this to a night game, even if CBS wanted it, just because of, as you said, the weather conditions, the history, the tradition, and it's the Sun Bowl. It'd be weird having something called the Sun Bowl being (laughs) played uh, at night. You might as well just call it the Moon Bowl.
3: Good point. Very, very good point. Even though there's been some games that... But well, we've had snow in the snow at the Sun Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I've been asked, is this the Sun Bowl or the Snow Bowl? But yeah, it's uh, it's always been it's always been played during the day.
0: I always feel bad for Miami. Doesn't it seem that whenever Miami makes the trip, the weather always is just completely miserable winter weather?
3: Well, you know they've been here you know two and a half times. That's right. And the first two times we had snow. This last year they were supposed to be here. And they didn't bring us snow, but they brought us rain even, even when they weren't here. So I, I think know. they would have made it to El Paso. I think that rain might have turned into snow. So, I could have seen that. <laughs> so, we, so, yeah, they've, they've had the bad luck. Of course, we do that because most of those players that are from Miami had never seen a snowflake. Mm-hmm. So when they come, you know, we want to you know, show them what snow looks like.
0: Bernie, uh, we're going to play the Pick'Em game coming up in our second segment, but I want to give somebody a chance to win a pair of tickets right now to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl game on December 30th, and you've got a good trivia question today. Oh, I love it. I really do.
3: And like I said, for two tickets to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, played on December 30th this year now, not the 31st, here's a good trivia question here. It says, name two quarterbacks who currently play in the NFL on the same team and also played... In the Tony the tiger Bowl football game. Name those players and the schools they played
0: for. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. So they're playing on the same NFL team now, but they both played in this game. So we want their names and the teams they played for yeah. here. And like I said,
3: they did not play on the same team at the at Bowl game, but they're playing on the same team in the NFL right now.
0: And they didn't play in the same game either, correct? So they just played, they played in this game is what you're saying. Correct. All right. I, you an, I can give you another clue. Nah, no more clues. Right. That's enough hints. All right. Nine one five five 915-505-6009. That phone number again is five zero five six zero zero nine. Get you right on in and through to the program. I appreciate you trying to throw more clues out there, but we've got enough of those. I think so. That's good.
3: I think that, that was you know that's a pretty good. Uh, it's not impossible. Yep. It's not. It's not a softball thrown up there, but it's not impossible either.
0: Somebody's going to get it. Somebody's oh, going to get it right. Absolutely. And lines are already starting to fill in with people guessing. And then as soon as we get a correct answer, Adrian will give me the thumbs-up sign, and I'll let everybody know that we the uh, don't call in anymore because we do have the right answer, which is possibly uh, sooner rather than later. Who knows? So, uh, again, if you think you know the answer to the trivia quiz that, Adrian, uh, that uh, Bernie just threw out there, call us. Oh, we got a winner! Just like that! Second call in! Five zero five six zero zero nine. Whoa! How about that?
3: I, I didn't think it was a softball, but somebody knows their football.
0: And I didn't even want you to give out another trivia, another clue. I thought, you know what? That's enough. Somebody nailed it just like that. That's that's impressive, Bernie. Who was that? Well, we're going to get the name of the winner in just a moment and find out who that was. I'm again, I'm a little blown away because I thought for sure that this question would have lasted into the break, but instead, no. Nah. Adrian's already pulled down the winner's information. And uh, let's, let's first give out the answer, let people know what we we're looking for. Because, again, I thought this was a pretty challenging question. Why don't you let everybody know? So did I.
3: The question was, name two quarterbacks who are currently playing in the NFL on the same team who also played in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Name the players and the schools they played for. And the answer to that is Mitch Trubisky, who played for North Carolina, and Kenny Pickett, who played for Pittsburgh, and they're now both playing
0: on the Pittsburgh Steelers team. That's exactly right. Uh, Adrian, who was the lucky winner today?
1: It was my Tokayo, Adrian. So he was. He ended up picking uh, both Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. So nice shout out to job. Adrian. Way to
3: go, Adrian. That's, now, fa- that's fantastic. There was another bit of, I was going to give a clue, but I didn't need it.
0: No. What was your clue going to be? The good
3: clue was they, in the Sun Bowl, they both
0: played against the same team. Oh, that's a good. I like that question. Wow, they, that's a great one. Yeah, a that lot of coincidence. Yes. Yeah, they,
3: they both played against Stanford.
0: That's wild. Yeah,
3: so that you know that that you know thanks to A. Morelos, our media relations director, who came up with that. When he like comes it. up with some really good stuff.
0: Uh, meanwhile, I will say this, Adrian. If you win or any of our winners this year, you are not eligible to win a second time. So remember. One and done, but you do get a pair of tickets to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl thanks to our weekly trivia quiz. All right, when we come back, we're picking games. That's right, our first Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl select em contest. Bernie will pick, I will pick, Adrian will pick, and a celebrity will pick with us. Looking forward to that right after we go to Charlie Wan and get this traffic update. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue Tony the Tiger's Sun Bowl Watch with Bernie Olivas. Congratulations to Adrian, who won our trivia quiz. Very impressive. And, again, if you win, you're not eligible to come back and and do it again. But you're already in. You got got tickets just like that. Pick them up at the radio station, Adrian. Good for you. We got all those tickets ready. And uh, you can pick up the certificate and then redeem those at uh, the Sun Bowl ticket office. By the way, how does the redemption go? Do you, uh, when you redeem them at the Sun Bowl office now, are you able to get your tickets, or are, do, do, are they not printed yet, Bernie? How does that work? They're,
3: they're not printed yet, uh, and I think there is a date on the certificate that tells you when, you know, when you can pick them up. Okay, good. Uh, still working on, you know, on the graphics, and, you know, Jay, like I said, uh, Jay Pritchett's working on the graphics, and we'll have them printed up pretty soon. Excellent. And, uh, but yeah, but they... Uh, there's, there's a date there's a date on the certificate when you can pick them up.
0: Alright, good. Let's get right now to our uh, Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest. And the way this is going to work is uh, today is the first, this is the first week of the contest, but the good news is, is that every week we will have a celebrity to pick games with the three of us, and Bernie uh, if somebody out there is able to outpick the celebrity, uh, they're going to win aren't they? Absolutely,
3: thanks to Joy and Anthony Martinez at the Chick-fil-A on Airway and Edgemere, they will provide the winner, if they beat the Celebrity Picker, an, ex- an, extra, an extra bonus with a uh, family pack of uh, Chick-fil-A food. So uh, so there's more than just tickets on the line nowadays with our like Celebrity that. Picker.
0: Oh, good. Now, who will our first Celebrity Picker be uh, for today?
3: Well, I think it was only appropriate that our first Celebrity Picker be Tony the Tiger.
0: The Tony the Tiger? The Tony the Tiger. They're great. I love it. I think it's perfect, and I think it's uh, fitting that we get to pick against Tony the Tiger for the first uh, ever, uh, you know, for the, the first celebrity of the Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sumbull Selectum Contest. This is the way to go. It's all up at uh, org. All right, so I'll give you the games. Straight up picks, no spreads, and then uh, we'll offer up our selections, and then we'll offer up uh, you'll offer up Tony's pick, right yeah, I mean, and of
3: course Tony, Tony cannot speak, so I will no. be speaking for him uh,
0: and uh, but he has made his selections, and I have them ready. I like that. so Tony has made his picks, but we, we know we can't talk, so at least uh other than you know the, the two words that we're used to hearing from Tony, that's about all we can, <laughs> right That's it. so all right, we'll do it justice. Uh, let's get started. game number one, number seventeen, Pittsburgh at home against West Virginia. Adrian, lead us off.
1: This game was played every year from 1943 to 20, 2011. It features two USC transfers and Slovis, who plays for Pittsburgh, and JT Daniels, who plays for the Mountaineers. I'm going to switch things up. I'm taking West Virginia in this one. Whoa, coming out of the gate with an upset?
0: Yes. Oh my goodness, I like Pitt and I love Pitt at home, and they are 17 for a reason. So I will go the opposite as you, and I will go with the. Pitt Panthers to win uh, on their home field, Bernie.
3: Coach Narduzzi's a become a very good friend. Uh he's, he's at home. Uh he's going to be play, he's going they're going to wind up pretty high in in the ACC this year and I'm going with Pitt.
0: All right, what about uh, Tony the Tiger? Tony, he has picked Pittsburgh. He has. Hey Tony, what do you think of the Pitt Panthers?
1: They're great. All
0: right, that gets us into game number 2. And that will be TCU against Colorado. Now, Horned Frogs are the road team in this one. Colorado at home. Uh, fun because this does have Colorado as the Pac 12 team, TCU in the, the Big 12. In case you're wondering, just for fun, the spread in this game is TCU minus 13 and a half uh, on the road in Boulder at Folsom Field. All right. Bernie, we'll get it started with you. Who do you like this time? I hate
3: to go against our conferences, but I am going to go with the Horned Frogs.
0: Oh, you're going with your brain, not your heart, is what you're telling me. Got to right. win. win this thing this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, I am also going TCU. Uh, Adrian, what about you?
1: Yeah, I'm TCU as well, so I'm picking the Horned Frogs.
0: Tony, where are you going here? He is looking at
3: also TCU.
1: Oh, he's
0: smart, so that's good. Uh, Tony, have you ever uh, you know been out to Fort Worth?
1: They're great.
0: All right. We know he has. So there we are. We're all in agreement that time, TCU and Colorado. This next game has a chance to be a lot of fun. Number 11, Oregon, visiting Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. One thirty on Saturday. It's an ABC game against the Georgia Bulldogs. Number 11 against number three. In case you're wondering, uh, Vegas feels like Oregon, despite their ranking, gets zero respect. They're 17-point dogs. However, this is pick straight up against the spread. Um, all right. Uh, let's start with Tony the Tiger on this one. Who is he going with, Oregon or Georgia? He is going with a Pac-12 team, and he's going with Oregon. He is going with Oregon. All right. Congratulations, there, Tony. That is not something that I expected. He's going Oregon with the upset uh, in this one over Georgia. Uh, Bernie, what about you?
3: I'm going with Oregon. I just are have you a really? Feel. Wow. Yes, I am going Oregon. I'm going Pac-12 here.
0: Wow, that's that's very impressive. And Oregon, <laughs> listen, they could have a great season this year. There's no doubt about it. But that. That's a tough, uh, you tough know, game.
3: They have a new coach, which is, you know, sometimes it takes a while for a team mm. to get but I'm still going with them. They got their new coach in, in Dan Lanning who came from? Georgia. Georgia. Interesting. All right. Uh, so he knows something about those. He knows something about those bulldogs. That's what good are the, point. One of the reasons I'm, I'm I'm picking Oregon.
0: Adrian,
1: I'm not a believer in Auburn transfer quarterback Bo Nix. That's the reason why I'm picking Georgia. They've got one of the best defenses you're going to find of all college college football. Give me the bulldogs.
0: I'm also going Georgia. So we're split here. Adrian and 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 myself go Georgia. Uh, Tony the Tiger and uh, Bernie go Oregon. All right. That leads us to yet another team involving the Pac-12. I'm also interested to see what happens here. Arizona visiting Snapdragon Stadium to go up against uh, San Diego State. God, I love the name Snapdragon (laughs) Stadium. That is phenomenal. Uh, If you're wondering about the spread, it's minus six by uh, San Diego State at home by minus six. However, we play straight up. So, are we going Arizona or San Diego State here? I'll get it started. I'll stay Mountain West. I like the Aztecs to win, uh, although I think Arizona can give them a, a pretty good run for their money. San Diego State always one of the better teams in that conference. I'll go uh, I'll, I'll go Aztecs at home. Adrian?
1: I'm going Aztecs at home as well. I think uh, Arizona is still a ways away from getting on the right track, although they had a nice offseason. Give me uh, San Diego State. All right. Um, uh, Tony
3: the Tiger, who are you picking? Tony the Tiger is going with the Aztecs.
0: Oh, he is. All right. So he's staying with us. We're unanimous. Which takes us to you, Bernie.
3: You know, in all this talk, of all the
0: realignment and all the talk
3: about Oregon and Washington and everybody moving, everybody saying that... Uh, that if that happens, that the Pac-12 is going to go after San Diego State as one of the teams that are mentioned. I think San Diego wants to show everybody that they are worthy to be in the Power 5 Conference, and I'm going with San Diego State.
0: So we are all in agreement for San Diego State. Tony, how does that make you feel? They're great. Bottom of the hour as we continue. More picks coming up in a moment, but first, right back to Adrian in this Sports Center update. Adrian, thank you very much. Uh, Bernie Olivas with us right now as we continue on the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch, picking games. Esteban with a very good comment on Twitter at 600 ESPN El Paso. A night Sun Bowl game on the 31st would be a deal breaker for people who want to celebrate New Year's Eve.
3: It's a good point. Very good point, which is probably one of the reasons that uh, we don't have it at night. And, of course, you know, in in the early days, the game was played on January one. But it was still played during the day. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right.
0: By the way, that's another thing. How many hungover people would show up to the Sun Bowl on January the 1st if it was like a noon game? People are probably still stumbling out of bed after celebrating the new year, right? Or maybe not just and just going from the from celebration to the stadium a lot of people I Oh that's a good I, point the party continued <laughs> the party that's continues. a that's a good way to put it i never thought about it like that you're 100% right uh, meanwhile here we go Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum contest we have already uh, been able to pick our first four games which takes us to game number 5 let's do it number 7 Utah visiting Florida Uh, Gator Richard really is excited about this one. He is pretty much guaranteed a Florida win. Utah, three-point favorites in the Swamp, Uh, the seventh-ranked team of the country against the Gators. This would be a huge win for Florida and their new head coach if they can get it done. Bernie, um, who who are you going with to start this off?
3: I think Utah is the cream of the Pac-12
1: this year, and I am going with Utah. I am too. I'm with you on that one. We're in agreement. Adrian. I would like to take Florida to be different, but I've already picked Utah, and I'm saving my picks. I'm not deviating from them. So All right. Well,
0: go. what about Tony? What's Tony the Tiger picking?
3: Tony's going the other way. He thinks Florida can beat Utah.
0: Really? Yeah, Florida. That's are, cool. there any, uh, are there any tigers in the swamp? It's a gator, not a tiger. Does Tony know that? Is he aware of the uh, mascot situation? I have no idea, but that's what he wanted. All right. All right. I'm curious. Tony, are you really happy right now with all of your picks you've made so far? They're great. Well, good for you. I'm happy you agree with them. Let's get right to continue. This is going to be a good one. Number five, Notre Dame, and number two, Ohio State. All right. This is the kind of game that college football fans absolutely love. And we are going to, you know, we're just going to start it off with a bang with these two getting together. This game, by the way, will be played. Um, at five thirty on Saturday on ABC from Ohio Stadium uh, in Columbus, um, boy, oh boy! You would think that these two teams would have a, a relatively close point spread, considering number five against number two. Not at all. Ohio State seventeen point favorites. The good news is we just pick winners. We don't pick it against the spread. I'll start it off. I'll take Ohio State at home. I don't know what Notre Dame is going to bring us this year, and even if they're competitive, so difficult to win in Columbus, even if it's week one, I'll take Ohio State. Adrian, up to you.
1: A Former Ohio State player Marcus Freeman is now the head coach out at Notre Dame. A lot of hype around the Fighting Irish, but I still take one of the most powerful offenses you're going to see in college football, quarterback C.J. Stroud, my favorite receiver in all of college football. Jackson Smith and Ejigba, he is fantastic Mm -hmm. for Ohio State. Give me the Buckeyes, Um, Bernie.
3: A lot of people are predicting Ohio State to be in that national championship game. Yes, they are, and I'm going to stay with. I'm going to go with them, and I'm taking the Buckeyes.
0: Uh, What about Tony?
3: Tony, Tony was 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 brought over here on, on, on a boat from Ireland.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and he's going with Notre Dame.
1: Is he really?
0: <laughs> all right, Tony's going to stay with the Irish. There you go. Uh, does he realize that we're talking about Frosted Flakes and not Lucky Charms? <laughs> That's, I
3: try to. I try to talk to him about that, uh, but he said no. All right, no problem.
0: Let's keep moving. Another ACC game. This one's going to be fun. Louisville at Syracuse. Uh, Louisville, you know, a team that a lot of people were were um, hoping would kind of turn the corner. We'll see how they handle Syracuse in Week number one. In fact, uh, if you look at this game and you look at these two teams currently, based on the odds, uh, Syracuse four and a half point home dogs. Uh, that being said, uh, Tony, start us off. Uh, who's Tony the Tiger picking in this one?
3: Tony is going with the Cardinals. He is picking Louisville.
0: I am too. I agree with him. What about you, Bernie? So am I. I know Syracuse
3: is going to be much improved, but I'm still sticking with
0: Louisville. Um, I'm with you on that one. Adrian. I'm taking
1: Louisville as well.
0: So we're all in agreement. Louisville on the road to beat Syracuse. Three to go. Let's get and jump back into the Pac-12. Oregon State hosting Boise State. UTEP fans are interested in this one because they'll see Boise State here in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, you look at... Uh, You know, this big matchup and for Boise, what this means, if they can go to Corvallis and upset Oregon State, that would be a big one. But, um, you know, this was a close game. Oregon State, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Boise.
1: Adrian, start us off. Who do you like? Boise State in this one. No question about it. They're going to beat Oregon State in this game. Wow.
0: I really thought Oregon State had a great season last year. Um, I don't see them having a huge drop-off this time around. I will go with the Beavers to hold off the Broncos here in week one, Bernie.
3: I am going with Boise State. I want them to think they're really high on their horses, and then mm. you know when they come here to El Paso, we're going to take it to them. I'm going with Boise State. be
0: a big weekend. win for Boise if they beat Oregon State yes, on the road. absolutely. How about Tony? Tony picked Boise State as well. I'm the only one going Oregon State here. God, don't you have any belief in the Pac-12 guys? Come oh, I
3: on. do. I do. Absolutely. I'm always rooting. Like I said, we've got to win this thing this year.
0: I understand. Plus, I've picked against almost every Pac-12 game in the out-of-conference matchup, so I understand that too. LSU hosting Florida State. all right guys, let's get back to this one because you look at um, you know LSU and what they bring to the table uh, this is a team that uh, you know has not been as good as they were previous seasons. Uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why this game is close as far as the odds go. Florida State won last week, so LSU has some film on them. However, the Tigers are still three point favorites at home. Does Tony the Tiger pick the LSU Tigers here? Is he going to go with Seminoles? Of course he's going to go with the Tigers. He's picking
3: LSU. How about you? So am I. I'm picking LSU. I hate to go against the ACC, uh, but, you know, they've got their new coach out there, and he's a pretty good coach. He He can do a lot of pretty good things. Florida State's going to be one of the better teams up at the ACC again this year, but I think at home LSU.
0: I think it's a tough place for any road team to win. Uh, I'll take LSU also, which brings us to Adrian.
1: I think Brian Kelly developed this uh, Southern accent while he made the transition from Notre Dame to LSU, uh, and he also developed his players. I, I take LSU in this game.
0: All right, final game of the week. That'll be number 4 Clemson at Georgia Tech. Um Listen, and this is, again, no disrespect to Georgia Tech, um, but do anybody uh, out there believe that the Clemson Tigers will have a difficult time? There's not even a line on this game yet from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta for Monday at 6 p.m. on Labor Day. You're going to get this game, Clemson and Georgia Tech. So straight up pickers. Let's go Tigers or um, the uh, Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech.
1: Uh, Adrian. Tigers all the way. DJ Ugulele is back.
0: Alright. You know who
3: Tiger's biggin'. He's going with them Clemson Tigers.
0: There you go. Um, I'm going Clemson too. You?
3: Absolutely. This is an ACC conference game right off the bat. And Georgia Tech, uh, like I said, they have no place else to go but up because they've had a down year last year, but I think a lot of people are still picking Clemson to win the ACC this
0: year. I'm going Clemson. All right, no problem. The Yellow Jackets not getting any love from any of us. I my, our apologies there. Uh, which takes us to the tiebreaker total points scored in the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Uh, Adrian, I'll lead you off. Sixty. Oh wow, I went sixty-two. Wow, Bernie. I went fifty-three. Uh, Tony the Tiger. Forty-two. He thinks oh, he it's went be low. A low. He thinks he it's going to be low. a low-scoring game. Man, oh man, that's awesome. Hey, listen. Uh, I want to thank Tony the Tiger for joining us. I thought he was terrific on this. Uh, Tony, did you enjoy picking games with us? They're great. We enjoyed having you there, too. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Bernie, this was good. And, again, somebody's going to uh, have a chance to now outpick uh, Tony. And if they do, they're going to win a very sweet prize uh, from our friends at Chick-fil-A.
3: Absolutely. And like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for our our, our
0: contestants. Uh, Sorry, Tony. I, I, I hope that uh, we give away a lot of food. Me too. Me too. And I bet you that's what's going to happen. So, um, all right, Bernie, terrific stuff. Enjoy your trip to Norman this weekend. Have a good time out there watching the Sooners, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back here next Wednesday on the program.
3: Absolutely. Go and go out there and watch the Miners is what I'm going to go do. I know you are. Um, will you be in the stands
0: or in the press box? No, I'll be in the stands. Oh, you I'm, will. Go, I'm going as
3: a fan. Oh, very nice. Going as a fan. Dress
0: up with UTEP gear. Are you going to have uh, what are you going to do, Tony the Tiger polo or are you going to have a UTEP shirt on? I'm going to be wearing orange for sure. All right. Good job. I like that. Very nice. You're going to be uh, sticking out in a sea of crimson. Very good. All right, uh, Bernie Olivas, folks, every Wednesday at 5 on the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch. Come back to wrap-up hour number two. Get you ready for uh, some Chihuahuas baseball. It's coming up less than an hour away with Tim Haggerty from the ballpark on UTEP night. Speaking of UTEP, it's 600 ESPN El Paso. Brad Dubow, our station... Um, I always like to call him our general manager, but he's nice. He's our vice president now of, of El Paso for Town Square. Um, he was at Specs... And saw my wife, and he invited her to our fantasy football draft.
1: Uh, nice, okay? Okay yeah, you know
0: what's great about that? There is no place my wife would n- rather not be than at the fantasy football draft tonight. That'll probably be last on her list of everything.
1: My fiance is not a football fan. Uh, if she was invited to something like this, she'd, pr- she'd politely decline. She'd say, "Have a great time.
0: There's one thing my wife likes even less than football. Fantasy football and fantasy (laughs) football drafts. And even though uh, there will be uh, keflauta flautas there and uh, other goodies, I don't think that's going to be enough to get her to change her mind. I really don't. I think that as soon as, um, you know, as soon as seven o'clock hits, uh, she will be um, at the house and uh, waiting for me when I get back uh, about four hours later. That's just the way it's going to be.
1: It's not going to be. She's not going to be waiting around there, Steve. I'm. I'm, no. su- I'm sorry about that, and I, I know that you're not surprised one bit. My uh, fiance would do the same. She would not be excited about going to anything fantasy football related or anything football related for that matter.
0: That's a good point. That is a very very good point. So, anyway, but thank you, thank you for the invite, um, Brad. That was very nice of you, but that will never happen. Never ever happen. All right. Um, we have just about 25 minutes before we get ready for uh, Hags. Uh, and it's UTEP night at the ballpark. I'm super excited about hearing from Tim in just a little bit and get the site, you know, what, what it's like with uh, the big UTEP, um, you know, focus on tonight. I think that's, that's great. How about this news? This surprised me today when I heard this news. The 49ers waived Trey Sermon after just one season with the team. He was a third-round pick. Everybody thought that he was going to be the guy, and they waived him today to make room for former Browns guard Blake Hans, who they claimed earlier in the day. I did not expect that, but you know what? Eliza Mitchell's been the man, and ultimately, when you look at that running back room, which also has Jeff Wilson uh, Tyreon Davis-Price and Jordan Mason, I guess they all decided that's enough and they don't need Trey Sermon. This, I think somebody is going to grab Trey Sermon, and he will absolutely have a chance to make
1: it. I don't know, Steve. The word that came out of camp last year was alarming with Sermon. And I think that the optimists thought that uh, the 49ers would ease him into the season as the season progressed. But he was in the same backfield as J.K. Dobbins. I mean, it was them two back at Ohio State. You thought Trey Sermon was going to be the guy. He yes. Had, he had such a great college career. And when you went to the pros, just nothing panned out for him in San Francisco. Maybe he does need to change the scenery. Maybe he could uh, still land somewhere else else but uh this is alarming under Kyle Shanahan under such a running back friendly offense that he's being released after just one year they must have definitely not seen any kind of upside with him
0: no i i'm surprised but i wonder there are definitely uh you know teams out there that immediately look at a pick like this and i mean look the bears went ahead and and they took um the the former raiders uh first round pick
1: yeah alex leatherwood Leatherwood. is somebody who uh, i thought was going to be a reach when uh the raiders got him initially and i was thinking to myself well uh, i i don't know how he's going to pan out well he never panned out never in training camp never could really break onto the field and the bears are going to kind of give him a second chance but if you're the chicago bears you don't really have anything so why not take him
0: that's true that is true. Anyway, um, let me say this. All I know is right now uh, there's going to be a lot of names, a lot of guys that are going to be eye-openers. People that you don't expect to be waived are going to be waived as teams have to cut down to 53
1: yeah, there are a lot of cuts that um, you know. I guess piqued my interest. David Blau, the the guy who was all over hard knocks with the Detroit Lions, he got released today as well. Uh, you also, I, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, uh, the Eagles and what they decided to do, but I was very interested that they are ready to move on from wide receiver Jalen Rager. I know that wasn't a release necessarily, but they traded him away for a seventh rounder to the Vikings. How about the
0: the Cowboys? Did they cut Cooper Rush, Will Greer, and Ben DiNucci? Yeah, all three right. of them.
1: Yeah, and they think that Will Greer will land somewhere else on waivers, and they think that they'll keep Cooper Rush when it's all said and done on the practice squad. Dak going to be the sole quarterback out there. A little wor- uh, concerning, right, Steve, because uh, Dak Prescott, he's had an injury history behind him as well. I would be looking to try to upgrade that backup position I would and too. not really take that position for granted. There's no excuse for the Cowboys this year. They have to win.
0: I'm kind of interested to see if any veteran quarterbacks get waived, aren't you?
1: I am too, but the one who didn't get waived is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I thought would get waived. Instead, he is the highest-paid backup quarterback all across the NFL, and it, com- it makes a weird dynamic for the 49ers quarterback room, right? Because as soon as Trey Lance has a bad game, everybody's going to say, throw in Jimmy G. At least Jimmy G can get you 10 wins and third in the NFC West, uh, get you all the way to the NFC Championship game. Why not play Jimmy G? I don't like this move one bit, Steve. I don't. I didn't like the fact that they paid him.
0: No, huh? Well, I mean, I just don't think they're I don't think they're convinced. I think that's the problem right now.
1: But they they're everybody's saying Trey Lance is the guy. He's the starting quarterback. He's going to be the it's it's his team. Why would you resign Jimmy Garoppolo and give him th- these kinds of incentives and guaranteed money if you uh, if you really thought Trey Lance is the guy?
0: No, I. Uh, you know what? I think they jumped the gun, man. I think that's what they did. I think they jumped the gun on Lance. They shouldn't have. They should have. They should have just handed him the, the keys as early as they did. That's the biggest problem right now with San Francisco.
1: I would have left it to be an open quarterback competition since the spring. I would have restructured Jimmy G's deal to not have so much guaranteed money in it. Not put a no trade clause. Why did they put the no trade clause in this, Steve? Uh, they could have at least dangled him around as uh, teams. Got got desperate. We all know by week 4 or 5 of the NFL season, there are quarterbacks out and uh you know, you know out for a long long amount of time. And so I would think that Jimmy G, G could have been very beneficial to a trade partner down the season.
0: I'm with you on that one. Um meanwhile, OJ Howard was released today. That's another name that's interesting right now.
1: Yeah, Bills have a lot of great players on their roster. I guess it was tough for them to trim out that that group. I like Dawson Knox, their their original Titan. And I think he's going to be the standout. I think it's more about betting on Knox, maybe uh, looking at that depth chart and seeing other guys that could play at the tight end position and then moving on from O.J. Howard.
0: I've always been a Duke Johnson fan. He was released by the Bills. Good running back who's always been kind of the jack of all trades in the backfield since he was drafted in 2015.
1: Yeah, on a similar note, Marlon Mack was also released by the Texans and that that also shows you that some of these older running backs, Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack, they, they starred at once in the NFL and it didn't feel like that long ago where they were uh, being really productive in this league but uh, you know teams continue to go younger and younger at the running back position put more miles on those younger running backs and they'll stick with that they, they, they like that kind of stuff the Texans are going with Pierce instead and they don't want Marlon Mack maybe they'll keep him on the practice squad who knows
0: we surprised that the Giants released uh, Austin Allen you know undrafted free agent but a guy that's 6'8 255 pounds and played for Nebraska
1: yeah, this is what was a little surprising to me. Um, I also know that there's uh, there's a lot of weird things when it comes to, to uh, their quarterback room and all that kind of stuff, so I, I'm not sure about that one. That's a that's a really interesting one.
0: Anyway, you want to talk about it with us, we'd love to hear from you in our final um, you know, 20 minutes of the show before we bring Hags on here in just a few. 505-6009, that is our telephone number. Caesar Esparza, ouch for the Eagles. Think they're getting CeeDee Lamb, Draft, Rieger, and pass on justin jefferson gotta hurt and uh they, they they i think they released rager today
1: they they traded him to the vikings Steve. Oh, oh they traded him oh, right God, thought, okay so but but can you imagine that like jalen rager right there you take him right before justin jefferson that was terrible it was a terrible um you know result is what they did for the nfl draft and yeah they they passed up on trying to get a guy like justin jefferson that will haunt them forever
0: Aren't there a lot of teams that pretty much passed up on Justin Jefferson? That's right, yeah, I mean, most you know, definitely. Just give, give more credit to the Vikings. It just goes to show you, if you scout well and you have a good system in place, you can always find great, great value. Great value. I
1: I think so. I I feel like with these wide receivers, look at George Pickens this year. That's a prime example with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was somebody who was taken late in the draft, or not not super late, but he just wasn't those first-round guys like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. He wasn't those premier type of first-round draft picks that you'll get. But George Pickens, when it's all said and done, he could be the most productive receiver out of this year's draft class.
0: Could be. Could very, very well be. All right, so fantasy football fans uh, excited about that. And, uh, you know, think about this. And If you play fantasy, especially if you're in a dynasty league, what if you've got guys and all of a sudden you realize they're no longer on teams? That's always fun when you're in, like, these deeper leagues and you're playing with keepers every year and all of a sudden guys you thought – you know, you drafted Trey Sermon, you realize he's gone now? Yeah. What, what's going to happen with him? That's yeah. rough.
1: Imagine having that uh, scenario right there, Steve. I- I'm sorry about that. But uh, I-, I will say this. With, uh, with fantasy football, it seems like there's just no surprises anymore. Like, you used to actually, like, uh, prepare for drafts, but everybody knows these guys. Like, you even know the backups or the guys who are rising stars. Like, it's hard to find, quote-unquote, fantasy sleepers unless you're banking on somebody on a bad team to have a standout year, like a Brandon Cooks or, like, a Robert Woods with Tennessee that those are the guys who kind of go late in the draft and who might have some value to them
0: I'm with you on that one all right uh, approaching uh, quarter past uh, the six o'clock hour as we continue here on sports talk uh we'll get to hags in a moment we'll get you ready for Chihuahua's baseball want to hear what uh, what what UTEP night is like right now in the ballpark we'll do that uh, as we continue it's 600 ESPN El Paso